Hey, it's me, Kelly Anakin. I'm talking about Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets, one episode at a time with some of the funniest people I know. Let's find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting eaten. Welcome to Blood Hive. Welcome to another episode of Blood Hive. Joining me today in our virtual studio, two very funny people. One is a comic and writer whose credits include Fashion Police and Mom on CBS and uh, has almost single-handedly maintained my sanity throughout this entire pandemic. Everybody, please welcome my friend, Robin Morrison. Hi. I'm literally holding for applause as if we are at a live comedy show. I don't know why. I did applaud. I just did it very lightly. I saw. No, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Tennis, golf claps. Golf claps. Golf claps. Also joining us is the host of Dude That's Fucked Up, a weekly comedy podcast on the Hoo Ha Ha Network. She also makes and sells things in her Etsy studio, Heartsick Studio. Everybody, my new friend, Nicole Mackey. Hi. Ah, we're so happy and excited. <laughs> Uh, thank you thank you so much for being here both of you nicole is basically now my my co-producer um because (laughs) she found a link and put it in the chat (laughs) oh i was i was sweating i'm sweating um it was so hard you don't look like you're sweating so and you work very well under pressure that was a high pressure situation that that cut and paste could have gone so many ways oh but it didn't. And we're here. I will also say, as we're about to kick off this discussion of Yellow Jackets episode three, Dollhouse, where things get a little spoopy in a supernatural way. I was picking up on my recording device earlier, like a low power AM radio station <laughs> or a ghost. It might be a ghost. There might be like a hidden Paul is dead message in this podcast let me just say at this point in time am radio and ghosts are the same <laughs> Bazing! Whoa, whoa let's see let's shit on radio while we're podcasting let's go we're of the future i mean if they were so great they'd be a podcast you know mm-hmm. that's right so i would love to hear from both of you before we dig in to this episode how did you come to yellow jackets how did you hear the good word of the show that i love i mean i'm desperate for content i I, i'm watching all all shows right now Mm. this just happened to be a real winner you know what i mean it was Mm -hmm. like hey there's this new show i think my boyfriend found it and was just like hey there's this new show yellow jackets i watched the trailer stellar cast stellar and i was like i'm in i don't care what this is about And then pleasantly, it was so fun and wild, and I'm into it. Fantastic. Uh, I have like a casual relationship to the creators of the show through friends of friends. So I kind of knew that it was on the horizon. Some some friends Mm -hmm. went to like worked on it in other capacities. Um, And also Kelly loved it. And I talked to Kelly a lot. And Kelly was obsessed with it. And (laughs) but here's what happened. So I was like, ready to watch it and excited. And then Kelly was like, it's really scary. And I am someone who watches horror movies for fun to chill out. And it it was scary. And so I was very scared to watch it. And it took a lot of reassurance and stopping starting episodes 
um, to actually get into the groove, you know? And I was like, it actually hasn't terrified me yet. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm like waiting for the right moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's spooky and it's scary and I get a lot of chills and I enjoy that. Um, but also uh, I went to high school in the nineties. So I feel <laughs> like this is very relatable content for me. You know, I mean, I get, I get all the nineties references because I was there you know, like I'm not just looking at media from that time and being like, oh my God, that happened. I'm like, I saw that. I was there for that. That was, you know, I'm not pulling rank, but I kind of am pulling rank here. Go ahead and pull rank. I think you're the first person that we've had who was in fact in high school in the 90s. I was. I think everybody, everybody so far has been on that cusp. Unless Nicole, were you? I was. Yeah. I oh was, my God. I you look high very school. young. Yeah, I was going to say you. your, your skin is glowing. You look very young. You look extremely young. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I stay inside a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I went to – I started high school in 97. I was a freshman. So, yeah, I, I this is all very, uh, very much my high school experience. It's so fun. Great. Okay. Here's what's interesting and embarrassing about me. I also started uh, high school in 1997. <laughs> you but you I, forgot? Or I – I know, but I just I don't for whatever reason consider myself a contemporary of these characters. Fascinating. Um, Is that because you are a musical theater child? At least part of it. Okay. Uh, oh. At least part of it is that because these are jocks and most of the ones that we care about are older. Mm. Like the ones whose lives were invested in, like they would have probably started in what, like ninety two. Mm. 93 maybe so my contemporaries my contemporaries okay robin's robin's contemporary also your skin also looks amazing so like i don't want to thank you i don't want to skimp on the compliments here we all look gorgeous everyone's skin skin is incredible we are glowing we're gonna have a reddit thread or like a makeup alley something sponsorship here we're gonna go (laughs) we're all gonna live forever What you what you say before we started recording? Bless the antler queen. Yes, all praise to the antler all queen. Praise to the antler queen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we don't even we don't even know what her deal is, and she's already the most effective deity I've ever encountered. <laughs> <laughs> I would pray to her. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Make that girl jerky, all right? Let's <laughs> eat it." <laughs> oh, no. On someone... my signal. If someone called something girl jerky and made it pink, they'd charge us three times as much for it. <gasps> That's right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Even in the Canadian wilderness, we cannot escape the pink tax. Can we just say for a moment, yes, this is the Canadian wilderness. We know this is the Canadian wilderness. But also, I, I am Canadian, so I could tell that the show was shot in Canada because, uh, you know, when um, uh, when Sean Did your little... Did your little mounted police antenna <laughs> go up? Your little Dudley Do-Right antenna? Or my little moose antenna. Oh, so cute. But there's uh, outside of the furniture store where Shauna is hanging out. Uh, you can see the store behind it has a weird plastic, like a weird awning, which mm-hmm. is very common in Vancouver. I was watching this and I was like, that's, that's fucking Vancouver. That's absolutely Vancouver. I know that is Vancouver and it was Vancouver. And I was very proud of myself. It's just like very particular kinds of signage that you see that are just, just indicate difference. I thought you were going to say that you could tell because the wind people were Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) They they use the OUs instead of the the color. (laughs) 
<laughs> ah, these deals are crazy, eh? <laughs> uh, Robin, you're definitely our first Canadian on the show. Aww, thanks. Here's my other question for you. So, um, former goth freak Kevin Tan. Mm. Now a police officer. Mm. I described him in the previous episode as uh, a hot guy who is also obviously Canadian. (laughs) Um, Do you agree with me? I, because my take on it is less that he's a hot guy who's obviously Canadian. Although I would not be surprised. Mine is more like, let's watch and see which day players are Canadian. There's because the cop, the cop who shows up in this episode, 100% Canadian. Like he just Mm -hmm. also like, it's not a great actor. Um, <gasps> but like shots fired, I which mean, is more fine. than that cop did. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's fine. It was like, a, it was like a moderately convincing stop or I'll shoot. Mm-hmm. He um, was very nervous. He, like he did feel a little shaky. It's like, yeah. I thought people in New Hampshire were supposed to be real hard asses. <laughs> That's their state tagline or whatever. It's like New <laughs> Live Hampshire. Live for your die hard ass. <laughs> fascinating uh if you're listening and you're from new hampshire please confirm or deny email us bloodhivepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com let's jump into the episode i mean obviously we could talk about the minutia but let's get into the sure the meat of the episode if that's not too triggering for literally everyone um So this episode, um, again, the absolute poetry of the episode description, the Yellow Jackets debate the merits of probably dying while staying put or probably dying while looking for shelter. Thaisa <laughs> navigates a dirty attack ad and the other C word, Shauna, sees about a boy. Like, oh my God. I, I every every episode of this podcast is just me like salivating for like the intern who wrote this. I think that they're my soulmate. <laughs> I feel like this is a great way to find your soulmate. I'm really happy for you guys. <laughs> right? Like, where's my rom com? <laughs> I is it sad that my brain took so long for the other c word? Like, what I was like, there's one. Oh. You know? Mine did, too. And okay. I was like, and Laura Lee already said cunt in the previous episode. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even, honestly, I'm like, that's not even a slur. I feel like they should all really own this. That's just an actual description of what it is. Yeah. Like, it's not, there's there's no sort of beating around it. It's just, uh, if you eat people, you're a cannibal. The naivete of Thaisa somehow thinking that this wouldn't come up. <laughs> Sure, sure. In her apparently media-saturated state senate race. When everyone was like, oh my god, you're a yellow jacket? (gasps) Yellow jackets, buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) Okay, but like, how did it taste? (laughs) Was it it good? Uh, (laughs) This particular episode uh, was written by Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, who are the showrunners. Also, Sarah L. Thompson from Animal Kingdom, Halt and Catch Fire in Southland, and directed by Ava Surhaug. I'm so sorry to the country of Norway. Uh, <laughs> American Gods and Witch Cunt. <laughs> a very cool looking norwegian show called witch hunt uh are some of her actually and i kelly i think you mean the norwegian game show witch cunt 
Ah, uh, yes, the first smell-based game show. <laughs> you didn't need. You did. You did need to take it there. You did. <laughs> well, we've covered all of the c words, I think. So good job. <laughs> Very early on, uh, this podcast is now banned in Norway. They don't want it. They don't want us. Just got just got notified. However, however, there is a Norwegian metal band that is using "Witch Cunt" as a song title. <laughs> Oh and, oh, and a band name, perhaps that witch kind. That would be great. That's a, that'd be great. That's metal. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, which which cunt? I want ten percent. <laughs> yeah. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Okay, so Tawny Cypress does this week's previously on, which makes sense. Her character is the source of a lot of the. The present day timeline, we get some flashbacks and insight into Thaisa as a little baby, Thaisa. I didn't call her out in other episodes, but she has been on the blacklist, House of Cards, and Billions. I like looked her up on IMDb when I first started watching the show, and I was like, I've never seen anything she's in. I don't care. And then I'm like, oh, actually, a lot of people like these shows. So, <laughs> Wow. Way to disparage someone's entire list of credits. <laughs> she's giving one of my favorite performances on this show. I was just like, why haven't I heard of you? And I was like, oh because i don't like shows about extremely rich people and also politicians <laughs> often they are one and the same yeah this is the first episode with the credit sequence which honestly at this point i'm thinking might be its own episode after the finale airs i do love the song no return by craig wedren and anna waronker i'm probably saying that wrong can't wait to get banned in another country <laughs> what do you two think of the uh the credit sequence i love it i feel like it looks like weird old mtv yeah. okay um and yeah it's got that kind of grainy again like very 90s very like snip snip fast editing um going for that sort of false uh fuzzy quality um but it's very kinetic and uh i, I every time i'm like oh yeah i'll watch the credit sequence this is cool i'm interested to okay. see what's happening I hadn't watched the credit sequence till I saw you had it in the notes and I was like, oh, it's cool. I should watch it. And so I did. And yeah, it was great. I, it's like the handheld Sony cam footage at practice. I almost called it rehearsal. And <laughs> I love sports. And um, <laughs> I can't wait till we have an actual athlete on this podcast. Hey, so far, hey. There have been, wait, are hey, you an athlete? I was an athlete. When I was in high school. Did you play soccer? Oh, my God. Yeah. You didn't fill out the intake form. So I'm learning so much about you. You know me so well. <laughs> you were just like, I was like, Kelly, can I? And you're like, yes. And then I uh, yeah, didn't fill out the intake true. form. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I played sports all through high school, not in any brilliant capacity. I never made mm. state. Mm. I never made provincial. Okay. You know, we didn't like get that far. Did you ever eat a person? <laughs> I mean, I put a lot of things in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm hearing is you didn't swallow. <laughs> I just wanted like a taste, but I didn't want like the cannibal name. I just, you know, mm -hmm. what are you going to mm -hmm. do? No, I played, uh, I did play soccer badly. We did also have a hot student coach. So I just want to see that part's very relatable. And then I played a sport called ringette which is now obsolete. It's very sad. This was uh, from ages seven through uh, 18. I played, it was before girls really played hockey. So it was like fake hockey, but for girls oh. only. Uh, I think in the Scandinavian countries, men might also play, but why? But why? Well, we're banned in Norway, so we will never find out. We'll never know. Uh, I played 
I coached, I refereed, I did it all, friends. I did it all. Wow. I was fit. Wow. This is all, this is a lot to take in, honestly. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm learning so much about Kelly, you. Kelly, I was also student council president. <laughs> wow, we've got a real Jackie I on was going to say. Okay, you know what? Here's the thing. Every, okay. <laughs> this is a hard line I draw. No, no offense to Betty White, but everyone I know, all of my friends are a Dorothy. No one's a row. They're all Dorothy's. You know, if we're going back to the Golden Girls, yeah, they're all Dorothy's. They're all Miranda's, um, and they're all Shauna's. Like that's that all fits together. Mm. None of us are Jackies. We are not Jackies. I don't know a Jackie. Are you friends with a Jackie? No, I ended those friends. They were toxic. I ended those friendships like in high school or at that right yeah. after high school. I was like, oh, you're not a good person. I'm gonna eat you. We, yeah, you should eat them. You yeah, should totally eat them. Like, you know, Shauna's done something that's like not great, but you're also like, Jackie's kind of a, kind of a seaweed. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah. Especially in this episode, she's just a real snippy little bitch. So mm-hmm. spoiled. For mm-hmm. no, for no reason. Yeah. Except they're trapped in the woods. Like they're not, you know, but they're all trapped in the woods. She's not trapped in the woods by herself. She doesn't get this special privilege. She does act like she is uniquely stuck trapped in the woods. In the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a real big problem with this episode and how like high school it felt in a lot of ways. Like there's people dealing with heavy stuff and a few characters remind us of that, you know, remind the team of that a few times. But like it feels petty mm-hmm. interactions. I don't. Yeah, there was something about that where I was like, Ugh. you know, they they recently did update the um, the Kubler-Ross stages of grief and petty is now officially <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> Petty is one, three, five, and seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Petty's my favorite color. <laughs> we open with Van presiding over a funeral for all the people who died. I have, I have some thoughts. Yes, Robin. Okay. So as we watched the funeral, I was looking at the girls and there are two girls who you never see again, who are at this fucking funeral. And I'm like, what is happening? I took a picture because I was so confused by this and I wanted to prove it to you. They're like, who are these girls? Great question. Maybe we'll find out in the finale. I mean, there's three girls that you just don't see. Like, did they decide to stay back with the plane? Like, what? Like, they're just not at the cabin. They're not at the cabin. It's never mentioned that they're not at the cabin. I didn't check everyone swimming at the lake. To see, but like you just never see these girls again. I can tell you the the practical reason that you never see them again. Yeah. A lot of the um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since this is an audio podcast, none of you saw Robin miming cannibalism like she was eating an ear of corn. Mm, those ringette girls go hard. Kelly, you don't know the half of it. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> I feel like the next time we have a phone call, all I want is ringette stories. Uh, because of COVID, the thing that is still going on, they could not put a lot of those extras. There are a total of 19 survivors because I I did not take a picture, but I did pause and I counted. And including Coach Scott, there are 19 of them left, which is a mm-hmm. lot. A lot of people. Also the same number of months that they survived. <gasps> 
Everybody, I've mailed you a tinfoil hat. Please put it on. <laughs> so a lot of the a lot of these scenes in the woods, they just they couldn't have more people on set, basically. Which for me, it doesn't really take me out of it particularly, but it is you know it is definitely noticeable. Like okay, wait, like how many of them are there? It feels like the number of them expands and contracts. Also, it would have been great if more of them had just died. It's real simple. <laughs> I'm a problem solver. I'm a problem solver, people. It does kind of beg that question, right? Like, why didn't you just make fewer survivors? But honestly, though, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a whole plan. I'm just, again, I'm very, like, whatever the Antler Queen wants. The Antler Queen gets. Yes. So Van's speech at this funeral just cracks me up so hard because apparently Rachel, who has died, was going to see uh oasis at the meadowlands never hear wonderwall again and just that is delivered so straight that is the perfect combination of trauma and high school to me and then um i think was rachel's last name goldberg possibly i think it was a very jewish last name and then laura lee starts like praying for her to enter god's kingdom and i'm like no laura lee not everybody (laughs) wants to go there I just, Laura Lee's complete lack of problem with just forcing her faith on everybody just really rubs me the wrong way. As a recovered religious person, you are extra sensitive to that. I am. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. I'm like, she's trying. Nobody else knows anything to say. Nobody else has. Because also, this is kind of a jokey. Like, to me, those are jokes. And I was a little surprised that the funeral was jokey but what Laura Lee says is quite touching it is is it's very touching but it did bother me um it is I I am bringing my own my own I am uniquely traumatized by Laura Lee (laughs) no I am too I I'm not a fan I'm like oh okay I don't we don't all need this okay maybe if anyone asks for it that's fine Rachel did though Never confuse her secants and uh, co-secants in trigonometry, which I think is a callback to the trig teacher, the pilot, who was very disparaging of their skills. Interesting. In trigonometry. There we go. There is a grave for uh, Coach Ben's leg, (laughs) (laughs) which is so cute. Oh, my God. We get a flashback to baby Thaisa. She's sitting with her Nana, who is hooked up to a ventilator. And then Thais is like, oh, are you going to die? And Anna says, it's nothing to be afraid of. After our time on Earth, God calls us back to be with the angels. And then teen Thaisa has had enough and is like, I'm going for a walk. Uh, so I relate a lot to Thaisa. Thaisa is the person that I relate to the most. I don't know, do either of you have like a yellow jacket that you feel like? I mean, a, a, a grown up Shauna for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do have a, spot, a soft spot for young Natalie. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like she's, again, she yeah. is definitely like a white trash Emily Blunt. Like she's like a very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the way I just sucked in my breath. I thought you were going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> John Krasinski better watch his back. The quiet place. Let's go. <laughs> Um, but but again, like she's like a she's like a, a bit of a party girl, you know. I was I was always like in the middle, so had those kinds of leanings, mm-hmm. but never went like all in. 
definitely a bit of a slut, you know, like have a lot of that baggage. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I bounce around every episode, like who I- I'm relating to the most. But I do I do love Thaisa in this episode. And, you know, she's kind of like she's very strong and she's like kind of starting to become a leader, which maybe we'll talk about a bit more um, as we get through the episode. But in that moment, I couldn't tell if when she was having that flashback and like needed to go on a walk, is she like, is she scared? Is she upset by the funeral? What is happening? I just like didn't understand that part, I guess. My guess is that she is, overwhelmed by what is happening Mm. and again this is all complete inference it's like who is the only person she's been close to before who died and it's potentially putting her back in that headspace and um i am i'm somebody who if somebody has uh someone close to them who's sick or dying i just kind of shut down i'm like i just don't know what to do so for me, I find it yeah. very relatable. Just be like, uh, sorry, Rachel, peace out. I think she's also the someone who doesn't necessarily deal with feelings well. Like her uh, her response to a girl yes. that was playing she didn't like was to try to get her, like to break her leg. You know, like that's not a really, that's not like a way that you resolve, uh, an emotionally mature way to resolve things. So like storming out of a funeral feels again like that sort of arrested development way to move forward. And she doesn't seem that much more evolved mm. in adult life. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's also maybe it is this thing of like she doesn't know how how to manage her feelings. But also like something else I saw in this scene was just all these children essentially are playing mm-hmm. grownups. Like they're they're thrust into this very adult situation. There's one adult. He's severely injured. He's having his own crises, you know, and they're all just kind of doing what they think they should be doing. And it is things like she, you know, she never will get to hear Wonderwall <laughs> again. And it's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucked up situation to have to bury. <laughs> it's a fucked up situation. Bury Pilot, yeah. whatever his name was, and uh, Stewardess Janet. <laughs> and he, could, yeah. he was, there was like <laughs> Pilot Fred, Flight Attendant Janet. I forget who the other one was, Janet. but yeah. oh my God. Very cute. Anyway, uh, back to the future. <laughs> Adult Thaisa opens an email that contains video of an attack ad from her opponent for state senate. Bill Bathurst. <laughs> uh, who apparently is a wannabe Mitch McConnell that nobody cares about. I would argue that nobody cares about him because it's a state Senate race. Um, <laughs> wow, Kelly, getting political. You're really getting political here. <laughs> Real hard on local government for some reason. Anyway, they say that she cannibalizes tax dollars. And apparently, like, they're showing her, like, eating ribs or something. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's doctored. Um, this isn't, like, a big spoiler, but she doesn't eat meat, we discover later in the series. So I'm like, where did you get this footage of her eating ribs? <laughs> maybe it was riblets, you know, or those. Um, a McRib yeah. is not real meat. Yeah. So maybe it's, you know, it could be anything. But Simone comes in and apparently was born yesterday because <laughs> she's like, oh, your constituents are smarter than that. They're not going to fall. I'm like, have you ever met a person? <laughs> <laughs> even one time do you exist are you a real person simone also like this would be very upsetting like 
is are you guys partners? Like, have you been living together? Like, do you know that this would be upsetting to Taisa to be seeing this? At, like, this is a big deal for her. And it's processing a lot of feelings. It's very mm. weird how it's just like, don't worry about that. Also, I want her to be very supportive of her wife's career. Like, I feel like she's a politician. This is what happens. Like, you you know, you want to mm-hmm. you want to really just go all in on. I don't know what Simone does. I don't know what her job is. I don't know if she's a homemaker. You know, I don't know what the situation yeah. is, but she is actually an academic. Fine. Homemaker. Oh. Same thing. Um, you just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel better about my digs at local government now. <laughs> Some of my best friends are academics. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they work very hard. They publish regularly. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, well, and, and the thing here about Simone, like Simone's like doing the whole like Michelle Obama, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I'm like, if it's 2021, you know, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's a real 2014 way of thinking about things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's an academic. We know she's not dumb. Right. Maybe she's ivory tower. Maybe she just doesn't like to get her hands dirty. Potentially. But also Um, it's politics. Like this is not, this is not new that there will be an attack ad. Yeah. This is not like surprising information. Also like your wife's a stone cold bitch. Like she doesn't fuck around. She is like a straightforward, very powerful person with real presence Mm -hmm. who does not suffer fools. Like this is, you know, all of this is like, you know, she's ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Ruthless. Married someone who is ruthless. Yes. But then again, it is about the cannibalism. And you would think that as a spouse, you'd be like, hey, um, are you okay about I'd also be like, this deeply personal trauma getting dragged in front of everybody? I'd also be like, let's kill that man. That man deserves to die. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. this is like so fucking inappropriate. Also, it's racist. Like it's, you know, like they, they talk about the cannibalism mm-hmm. element, yes. but it's like a very racist ad. Yeah. And that absolutely. made me that made me very angry. I was like, yeah, stand up for her. Is mm-hmm. anyone on this show in therapy? Therapy didn't exist before 2000. <laughs> Shauna is in therapy with Chad. Oh right. Okay, oh, they go to the couple right. therapy, yeah. But I don't think that that's you know, that's a Yeah. Symptom. No one's dealt with what they're dealing with. No one's actually dealt mm-hmm. with it. Okay, mm-hmm. just want to make sure Natalie goes to Natalie's in group sessions. True. But is she right talking about have... what happened? She's not. But, but no one can talk about no what one happened. Can talk about I feel it. like that's very, very, like you You're could right. not tell a therapist about this stuff. Like there's no one they can talk about, like talk to except each other because this shit is bad. Like yeah. this is awful. I do wonder, like, what would a therapist say if you came in at therapy and be like, hey, so as a teenager, I was a cannibal? <gasps> to survive? Yeah, but it's also like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's clear that they actually don't want to talk yeah. about it. I'm not saying that's the right choice, but none of them really wants to talk about it. Yeah. I actually now wish there was some sort of, like Taisa went on some sort of Oprah type show and was like, listen, we had to eat people. We did what we did to survive. You know, we didn't, we didn't even have any seasoning. We just had to like eat human flesh and just became relatable that way. If I'm being honest, that's the part that fucks me up the most. No salt. That is unsalted girl jerky. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, there should jerky should never be unsalted, no matter what it's made from. Mm -hmm. 
it's mostly salt. I know that's not true, but it feels maybe that they way. had like hickory bark or something out there. Like there could be some <laughs> sort of like cedar plank that they've made it on. They smoked yeah. it. Smoke it on a cedar smoke plank. I feel like that's Fla- yeah, flavor. Okay. Can speaking of fire, can I just step in for a second here? Why does nobody light a fucking fire? Because that's how you get rescued, is you have a fire with smoke yes. going into the air. That's just literally every single thing that they do wrong. I'm like, well, they're children. They're kids. They, they kids. couldn't have possibly done that. But when did the movie it's- Alive come out? Yeah, that was already out. Um, that happened yeah. in like the 70s, right? I think so. so. Like the movie, I feel like I maybe it was maybe a high school movie. I read me. the book in the 90s. Yeah. 1993. Okay, okay. these bitches knew. Yeah. These okay. bitches knew. All right. Any- but they're children. They are okay. children. I don't know why I also turn into Jimmy Stewart when I am defending these. <laughs> these tiny bitches. It's required. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at Jeff and Shauna's house, Jeff is making a smoothie while Shauna is glowering at him. If you recall in the previous episode, she intercepted a text message from a Bianca arranging a meeting <laughs> with Jeff. Jeff is just super amped on this celery juice. Which lowers his blood pressure. And Shada has the best fucking zinger. Like, she's so the Dorothy Parker of all of the Yellow Shackas. Because he's like, oh yeah, this will lower your blood pressure. She's like, mm, I like my blood pressure high. <laughs> no, she's good. She she is. And you do see a lot of her kind of wittiness in this episode, mm-hmm. which is great. Because, you know, you have seen the way that she is different from her family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that kind of basicness in this world. Yeah. And she obviously has a lot more going on. She obviously like all mm-hmm. the stuff with Adam that you see, she, I love the way that they take like an improv 101 class in this uh, episode. They're just kind of up at the, up at the front desk, you know, just really yes. Ending each other. And that is very romantic. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Improv is romantic. This is the only time I've ever said improv is romantic. Don't hold this against me. Audience. <laughs> I will be berating you about this until your dying day. I said, this time improv is romantic. This is the only situation when someone uses improv to white knight you. That's the only time. (laughs) (laughs) So if you use improv to save someone from themselves. Okay. Okay. All right. Shauna wants Jeff to come pick her up from the auto repair shop at four, but he can't. His boys need him at the store. Only confirming her suspicions that something is wrong mm-hmm. on the most awkward road trip. <gasps> Maybe not of all time, but it's up there. Misty is regaling Nat with tales of her dating life as they listen to cats. Okay, so I just found the tales of her dating life very relatable. You know what? Mis- <laughs> Misty, Misty is a sicko bitch, but that was very, very relatable moment. You're like, you know what? It was like, what? I gave him my socks and he never even called me again. Like, you're like, you're willing to put, women are willing to put up with so much from shitty ass men and then just be like, again, this happened again. I mean, she should know better, obviously, but I just want to say that was a moment where I was like, Misty, you're a crazy bitch, but I get you. (laughs) Misty really does such a good impression of an adult human female. (laughs) (laughs) She's saying all the right things. She does some of the right things, but it's all like uncanny valley. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, from the beginning, from her Mm -hmm. early actions in the nursing home, 
where she is very mean to a patient. Like you just like you know who she is, you know what she's all about. I mean, also from the stuff she does in the yeah. in the past time. You know she's a crazy bitch. Yeah, it's a fake. It's a, it, She is pretending to have any of the skills that a human person, adult person has. Mm-hmm. She has a special set of skills. She does. It's called Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so they, they pull into a gas station. Nat asks Misty to get her a snack some chocolate and misty is clearly uncomfortable leaving nat alone in her car Mm -hmm. and you know she's like trying to stall she's like what like white chocolate chocolate with almonds and nat is like just go get me some fucking chocolate uh so nat does what we know she's going to do which is check the glove box there is a lucky rabbit's foot in there by the way what a rabbit stuff a lot of rabbit stuff (gasps) yeah she does find the battery cable for her porsche in the glove box um you know, she gets out and she gets uh, gas. And then <laughs> when Misty comes back, she brings her a Snickers and she's eating jerky. And Nat is like, really jerky. <laughs> and, you know. Not wrong. I'm sure it just it just gives her nostalgic feelings for the time in her life when she felt the most useful. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, it's so much, so much better with salt. <laughs> yeah, have you tried this stuff? It's actually good. <laughs> uh not in the canadian wilderness one of the details about misty's like character design that i love so much is that she is still over plucking her eyebrows in that late 90s Aww. early aughts way yeah. yeah 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 it is distressing and i appreciate that you noticed that i live alone what do you want me to do <laughs> she also never figured out her hair no it is not Mm-mm. it is not right for her no she she needs to take that prose quiz and like <laughs> we are not sponsored by prose but i am open to that if she is a citizen detective she should actually do some research and uh investigate her own hair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know the the number is it she like a 2a or you know whatever she yeah. figure yeah. out <laughs> Back in 1996, the team has gone through all their bags. They've assembled their supplies, which includes the devil's own <laughs> snack wells, cookies. I I had such a horrible, visceral memory of those dry-ass cookies. A uh, hundred calories in like a little serving. Oh, my God. Oh. There's an episode of the podcast maintenance phase that is only about those cookies. Oh. And I found it very healing. So if you were eating, listen to that podcast. Jackie has poison ivy, which is like good. You know, it's like, fuck you, Jackie. Travis is not sticking to the rationing plan. He is living by his own rules. None. And just bothering everybody. So Lottie calls him Flex, which is the first time we're hearing this nickname. She wants to know who died and made him king of snacks. That was pretty funny. Natalie says, his dad, Lottie. <laughs> I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed that moment. <gasps> Me too. But also, have we talked a lot about Lottie? No. Because we haven't I, gotten a lot, a lot of Lottie. A lot of Lottie? I mean, mm. she is just sort of this eerie presence that kind of brings them back down in a lot of ways. So it's also though nice to see her be this regular girl. So you know that there are those two sides to her. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was just sort of like, yeah, she was completely oblivious. 
what a thing to say, but also you're just a regular girl putting her foot in her mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I wish I had. I wish I had. I'm so sorry. Yeah, let me let me just get my little corn cob holders. Well, out. it would be someone else's foot, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Eating your own foot doesn't really do you a lot of good. No. You know. What about I mean, what about coach's leg? They should have saved that. That would have been a useful Okay. This is a question I don't know if you can answer, but I'm excited. Okay. Could they have eaten the people who already died or is, or like, did it have to be like fresh? Like if you're eating another person, does it have to be within a certain amount of time? Well, I don't know. I think they don't have refrigeration. Yeah. So I just would say if, would you eat a piece of chicken that was dug into the ground for like five days? That's my question. Like, you know, I'm just curious. Like, I feel like, you know, it's a pretty simple, like it just goes, it just goes off. It goes bad. It just goes bad. Yeah, you're right. But I like the way you're thinking. You're a problem solver. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Honestly, just in case it ever happens. It's true. I, look, I, I love this. I think this is great. And I think especially um, they don't think that they're not going to be rescued yeah. at this point yeah. either. Like It's early Hope for cannibalism. It's early for cannibalism. And we don't know what kind of shape those bodies were in, honestly. I mean, you saw that leg briefly. You saw what Coach Martinez looked like. But Kelly, Kelly, hmm. if they'd already gone down in flames, they'd already be cooked. They might have lasted longer. Oh, like it's already been jerkied. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) The preservative. Those snack wells. Gross. Okay, what would you rather eat? Snackwell cookies or a human? <laughs> it tastes probably similar, but a snackwell's worse because it's more like cardboardy. Yeah, like a person has a little juice in there, you know? <laughs> Juicy people. We're not even that far into this. I just want to congratulate you both on this is the most disturbing episode <laughs> of this podcast thus far. You two have been the most willing to engage with the minutia of cannibalism so um wow kelly please please never allow anyone to use this in a court of law (laughs) i don't think i have that power (laughs) once we put it on once we put it out there that rss feed is it's out i mean i i would say at this point the onus is on you to not eat a fucking person how do you know i haven't i don't (laughs) i already know too much kelly i've lived in the canadian wilderness Oh, I've been to the Canadian wilderness. I lived in the city. I lived in the city. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So Travis brings some of that food over to Javi, who reminds me so much of the the younger brother of Elijah Wood in the ice storm. If anyone has seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I should have looked up that actor's name. I apologize to you, that actor. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Anyway, Javi is still chewing the gum that we saw his dad give him on the plane to help his ears from popping. So it's got to be disgusting. Um, Still better than a Snackwell's cookie. And Travis is very upset about the fact that Javi won't spit this gum out. They're both processing the trauma of losing their dad in different and conflicting ways. Misty is trying to force feed Coach Scott a candy bar she stole from the food stash. And here we see her saying, I'm going to withhold your medicine if you don't eat food. So, you know, she learned it from watching herself. She's always been that same bitch. (laughs) 
we do see Lottie shaking out her last antipsychotic. Oof. Um, oof. Rough. Uh, she looks appropriately uh, concerned. <laughs> <laughs> she does take it out of her caboodle. You know, a caboodle is a real classic 90s moment there. Mm-hmm. Thaisa Kool-Aid man's back into camp. <laughs> and... <laughs> She says she saw a lake four or five miles away, because I'm sure that these girls who live in a suburb know what miles are. Although, I don't know. I guess they run a lot for soccer. Mm, that's true. That's They true. might know. I mean, they also, she's know. wrong. It's, it's farther. Although, yeah, it is farther. Although, you know what? To be fair, walking four to five, uh, four to five miles in that kind of terrain would take you a long time. They accomplish yeah. this in one mm-hmm. day. It's not like... Yeah. And then they go to a second location. Yeah. Great. So uh, Jackie puts up a fight. She's like, I don't want to go to this lake. We need to stay here in case somebody comes to rescue us. And Thaisa says the obvious, again, really relating to her being the person who's like, I'm going to say the thing nobody wants to hear, um, which is that if anybody knew where they were, they would be there by now. And something else I wonder, and I think the, the people in the present absolutely cannot know that Misty is the one who fucked no. the black box. <laughs> And I so wonder if that's coming back at some point. I I just, I feel like if I was any of the rest of them, and then as an adult, I found that out, I would just, I would kill her. I would probably kill everyone around me. Like, I would just. I would go mental. I would absolutely. lose connection with reality, and that bitch would mm-hmm. be dead. Yep. Yep. Poor Coach Scott, oh. when they're like, hey, adult. Oh, God. What should he's like? I literally he just says whatever. Okay, but how care. old is he supposed to be? What kind of adult he, is he? I think he's twenty three or twenty four. He's a baby like, adult. Yeah. yeah, he's not much of an adult, and he has just lost a leg. He's trapped in the woods with teenagers, which it's bad enough to be a teenager trapped in the woods. It's bad enough to, to be, be a teenager. The adult, period. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> And the period. Hey! Oh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> so he doesn't care. Taisa just then takes a vote and it passes. Shauna votes to go to the Ooh. lake. And Jackie takes this extremely personal. And I'm like, ooh, wait till you find out who took your boyfriend's virginity. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to respond well to that. <laughs> also going to call out Shauna's wearing a butterfly shirt here. We've seen kind of a butterfly shirt motif mm. in some of the previous episodes. So just something to think about and thinking about the idea, I guess, of teenagers being in a chrysalis mm. and becoming butterflies. Although I feel like in this case, it's more like moths with like fangs. <laughs> and, and they're devil moths and they're turning. Devil yeah. moths. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, before they head to the lake, Van pries the compass out of the plane, which is really, that's great foresight. I wouldn't have even thought yeah, of that. Very cool foresight. I also just wanted her to take that tool with them. And I don't know if she did. Because I don't, I don't know if I see it again. Okay. That's a good thing to watch I, she out she did, for. She did, she's using it. Later? The compass? In, when they're... Oh, no, not the compass. Oh, the, the oh. snipper. The oh, snipper. The oh. big giant piece the big giant scissors that cut through metal oh seems to be a very is, useful is, tool to me is that like the jaw that can be the jaws of life that's something else the jaws it? of life is for a car where they okay. just it's like a it's like a tractor thing for a car i just also i, I need I, to I, call I this out i can't believe i haven't brought this up so one of my favorite books as a teen was this caroline b cooney book she wrote the face on the milk carton is kind of what she's most famous mm-hmm. for 
But she wrote this other book called Flight 116 is Down that was about a commercial flight that crashed on this, like, estate in Connecticut. And, like, it is bananas. Like, it is just, it is really graphic and disgusting. And it's it's just so, I think that may be part of why I've hooked into Yellow Jacket so much is that it is really reminiscent of that. A book that I read 50 times like i just kept reading it and still to this day uh when i get on a plane it haunts me um yeah (laughs) so maybe don't let your kids do that like i feel like there's so many there's so many like ya books that like fly under the radar that are like secretly the most fucked up shit you can imagine flowers in the attic right (laughs) i mean like a whole ass publishing house was like, you know who needs this is children. Because <laughs> also, like, adults were not reading that unless they had mild brain damage. Like, it was purely for children. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, purely for children. <laughs> Sean is writing SOS on the fuselage with a lipstick. Uh, we do. I feel like we see Van applying brute force a lot. We saw her on the plane, like, banging to get her oxygen mask down. Um, I don't know that it's meaningful, but it is just something that I think Mm. about. I think about Van a lot, everybody. (laughs) Everybody sets out for the lake with Coach Scott on a stretcher. Uh, This whole thing makes me really anxious. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The fact that they're leaving camp for like to go. Mm -hmm. And yeah, also they have a guy on a stretcher. Like what what are you going to do with him if shit hits a fan? I was like, why don't you have a scout? Why don't you just send somebody to the lake? And that would reassure me. And I know that it would take a while to get there. And I know that there are problems associated with that. But I feel like that's a good, like, if you're thinking about a small raiding group, you send a scout out first. You want yeah. you want to know what the lay of the land is before you risk everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, A, they're children. <laughs> B, what are you going to do with a guy in a stretcher? <laughs> <laughs> but Kelly, Kelly, he's one of the three men. You might need him to repopulate the earth. <laughs> Or at least the Canadian wilderness. (laughs) While they're walking, Jackie is in a snit with Shauna and like is like, I don't want to drink your backwash. It's like, bitch, shut up. You've got to be thirsty. And then Thais is like, oh, thanks for having my back in that vote. And Shauna's like, I'm not in this. Like everybody wants me to do a thing. I'm clearly only out for my own interests. Please stop bothering me. And she points out, she's like, we don't know what we're doing. We're acting like we know what we're doing, and we don't. Yeah, I do love that. It's like a reality check. Everyone's still trying to hold together the dynamics. Well, it feels like at least Jackie's still trying to hold together the dynamics of high school. And then some of the other characters are like, uh, no, we, we just survived a plane crash. And like, it's gotten real here. So maybe stop being so petty and bitchy. Yeah. Bitchy. Bitchy uh. is the word. In 2021, Shauna is staking out Jeff's very Canadian furniture store. Thank you, Robin. It was actually the store behind his furniture store where you can see Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. A a Canadian suburban skate. Yeah. She then trails him in her minivan very badly. Like, I don't know that I would do any better, but it's just terrible. I'm like, it's a miracle that he's so oblivious. It is. And also... She wasn't parked far from the door that he came out of. I'm like, he knows what your car looks like. Yeah. I do like, though, that they both drive shitty cars. It made me happy. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. like a nice, like, he just has like a regular bullshit sedan. Everybody's mom had that minivan. Like, we know that van. She's listening to the song Cambodia by Kim Wilde, which I looked up. It came out in 1981 and is like about the Vietnam War. Um, It's an odd choice. 
Like it feels Shauna feels like the kind of person who would like curate her spying experience. <laughs> so I feel like there's something meaningful about it to her. It just it felt like such an odd choice. Okay. But we're like, then shouldn't she be wearing a trench coat and glass sunglasses? She's not, she's done nothing to disguise herself in the slightest. She's just like, it's so. I didn't, yeah, sorry. When I say, when I say curate, I didn't mean like the actual details of it. Like, I mean her perception and experience of what she's doing. She's like composing the journal she's going to write about this later. Yes. Uh. I think she's composing how she's going to gut him like a fish or a rabbit later. Oh. And eat him. Yeah, we haven't seen him. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, no. If that happens. Oh, my God. You heard it here first. <laughs> Making chili out of Jeff. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Jeff Chili. Listen, he works out too much. He'd be really tough. Yes. He'd be like a tough, a tough yeah. meat. Ew. A tough meat. You'd have, to, you'd have to really, like, put a butter sauce on there. Stew it for hours yes. and hours. Yes, that's Put right. it in that Instant Pot, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> make, a, make a pulled jack <laughs> barbecue sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he never pulled a muscle in life, but now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the team back in the woods uh, pass a disemboweled bear carcass mm. that is being literally eaten by crows mm. and they're like uh what could do that to a bear and coach scott says it was probably killed by wolves okay but, he, uh, but here's the thing why is he all of it like why is he grizzly adams like this guy is such a fucking pretty boy like he does not have any of these skills it is unclear to me yeah okay does grizzly adams actually have survival skills i, I thought he know. just had a beard bear, okay, bear okay. grills i don't know one of those survival okay. men <laughs> yeah a yeah. survival that's man bear grills it's like isn't grizzly adams a musician <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> this is not this is i'm really you know what i'm really out of my depth here uh thinking about all this nature stuff but i was like why does he know things why does he know stuff like this why is he um, this expert we find out in the next episode that he used to go hunting with his dad. Yeah, I know. So, but like, why is he okay? Okay, like he can hunt, I but mean, that doesn't mean he knows everything. And he's just he also man. might just be making it up because he's out of his mind mm. with pain and grief. Mm. Yeah, mm. he does say the extremely like uh, foreshadowy line: "Wolves can kill anything if the pack is big <laughs> enough." So <laughs> we can all see where this is heading. Oh. And I love how everyone's grossed out by this. And I'm like, you, I'm sorry. How is this gross to you guys? But you were like, fine, just like finding and burying all these bodies. It's so weird. <laughs> like they didn't just I mean, leave the abandoned plane and like, you know, they could have just left the bodies out. No. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I would say the only thing is that you can see this bear's intestines. I don't know what oh, the state of the other bodies were. had to were. be intestines. Well, there had to. Okay. There was like shards of metal and people were cut in half and things were gross. It had to be bad. Then I think the only answer is narrative economy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while they're still in the woods, I do, I, you know, so there's so many, this is not a nature documentary. There's so many like lingering shots of the nature. Wait, what? And also <laughs> the there's all of those shots like up into the trees it's like those wide angle shots that every real estate agent takes of any apartment to make it look really big. It's just like, look at how tall they are. I have actually a ton of questions about this camera and like, who are you? 
because it happens in a lot of episodes where there's like and this episode a bunch of times where they're being watched where it's like who who's out there who is it and we don't yeah. know um and it's spooky it scares me so much mm-hmm. it's pretty spooks it's super spook town back in the present day Thaisa takes a call from j-rob uh, she's at the playground not paying attention to her son again j-rob is at a gas station and says nobody from the Yellow Jackets has talked. And Taisa tells her to get to the rest. So we know she's talked to Shauna. We know she's talked to Misty. Apparently hasn't talked to Nat. We don't know if she's talked to Travis, who still exists. So it's like, who else is mm. out there? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Also terrifying. Yeah. J-Rob also gives her the piece of information that apparently her opponent's daughter is a junkie who's over the age of 18. So it's fair game to kind of go after her with an attack ad if she needs to. Thaisa is intrigued by this idea but has to parent <laughs> because her son has elbowed another child in the face and knocked him off the jungle gym. That child is remarkably unharmed. Yeah. And Thaisa gives, like, the world's worst apology to the other parent. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I guess they were just, like, playing rough. Uh, And we don't actually really see what happens. But it's just like, okay, this is weird. And we know, like, Sammy has demonstrated some troubled tendencies. So it's like, what's going on? Yeah. I didn't know if we were supposed to, like, if we're supposed to know that the story she tells the other parent is true or not. But I Mm. guess she's just kind of like covering you know she's being a politician she's kind of like downplaying Mm -hmm. it and being like oh you know it was just kids being kids and I think everyone's Mm -hmm. okay you know but yeah but we really don't know what happened and I don't think she does either I mean and even even just being an inattentive parent who doesn't want to get called out yeah not not paying attention to her son (laughs) but also if you were a parent at the playground wouldn't you be looking at your fucking phone like really that's just boring (laughs) just like playing and they're just like blah 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 you come over you know like yeah yeah watching children play is dull they're very cute but it is dull you've seen a kid go down the slide once you've seen it a million times it looks (laughs) the same every time they're not two-year-olds they're not gonna die they're fine they're fine yeah in the past Thaisa is also distracted they're walking through the woods and she seems to kind of see something and brushes it off when Van asks. We don't see anything. She might be seeing something. We don't know. Uh, so many mysteries. We'll never solve them all. <laughs> Back at Thaisa and Simone's home, Thaisa is telling Simone that Sammy apparently punched this kid because he called her a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Thaisa starts kind of talking about like, oh, this is going to be our lives if I don't hit back at this attack ad. And Simone's like, I can't believe you're talking about strategy when our son assaulted another child. And like kids beat the shit out of each other constantly. (laughs) Like, I don't know if this is just my like redneck upbringing, (laughs) but I'm like, kids just do this. Then Thaisa attempts to go parent again. She's not very good at this, I don't think. And she talks to him about it and he tells her to be quiet rude rude when she takes his creepy doll from him okay. he tells her to give it back okay that doll looks like it should be a jeff dunham dummy like it looks you know it's a terrifying doll it's a terrifying yeah. doll also his name is manny which is totally what jeff dunham would name a puppet <laughs> manny manny the puppet who says all kinds of sexist things that Jeff Dunham would never say. <laughs> I do have to say that um, I used to program comedy content uh, for a streaming site. And 
I had to listen to a lot of really horrible oh, comedians no. and Jeff Dunham was honestly the only one who I couldn't find a single redeeming quality about. <laughs> wow. Like there's some really bad shit. There's stuff out there that is like in worse faith than Jeff Dunham, right. but it's like at least they know how to tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, this is funny because you can't see my lips moving. This uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. The puppet said it's funny because the pup you don't need a joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you like comedy and or ventriloquism and horror, you should watch the movie Magic starring Anthony Hopkins. Also genuinely terrifying. Ooh. It's so scary. I didn't I even know it existed. I can't. It is. Don't do it, Robin. I, I wouldn't tell you to watch it if I, I can't. thought you couldn't handle it. <sighs> so Thaisa sends Sammy back to his room and and I'm curious what time it is because Simone is drinking a glass of wine. In Thaisa's house... They're always drinking wine, and I think that might be the cause of some of their problems. Mm. I don't know. I actually I'm think like, that may be one of their most redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and I have very okay. different ideas about alcohol. We have, yeah, we have different ideas. And, you know, honestly, a couple years ago, I would have agreed with you. I've been like, honestly, they should be drinking more. Their son is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can't you can't do anything for that. I've watched that show uh, a haunting a lot. And really, even if you bring in somebody for an exorcism, it's like 50 50. They're yeah. never going to be the same. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm surprised there's not more drinking in general with all the characters like they're they're all not talking about eating people. Like you think there would be more like Natalie seems like the normal one. Yeah, she's the only one who's drinking an appropriate amount, like commensurate with the trauma of eating people. Yeah, she's like, I drink and do drugs because this what we went through. But this I think she is maybe the most empathetic character as their teens. Like she seems the most mature and like you know, sees in other people that they're having a hard time. And I think mm-hmm. that just kind of like is, yeah, how she's coping. And everyone else is is kind of wrapped up in their own BS. Well, and I also think a lot of her BS seems to be Travis. Mm. Um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of their dynamic in the past, but we know that they've had this like kind of explosive relationship once they got rescued. So it's like, okay, like she she hasn't been able to put a bunch of distractions between her and the past in the way that everybody else seems to. Oh, interesting. Cause they came out of it and like had a relationship. And so they're kind of faced with it all the time and everyone else yeah. gets to hide in their new life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like even Misty has a parrot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't condone bird ownership. Like, honestly, if you go on a date with somebody and they have a bird, I'm like, you need to get out of there. <laughs> It's not going to go well. I'm glad you guys can't hear my parrot then. <gasps> Do you seriously have a parrot? No, gross. I'm like, please don't <laughs> fuck with me. We're going to have to end this right now. I would We're actually... going to have to change our names. We're going to have to move. I would have loved that so much if you'd just been like, this is my parrot. You'd just like walked <laughs> just in like... <laughs> on your shoulder. It's, I'm really actually kind of bummed out. I gave my friend this weird toy yesterday. That is a, it's, She has a three-year-old or two-year-old that's like a parrot. That will take about two and a half seconds of speech. You just mm-hmm. say anything and it'll say it back to you twice. Oh, <laughs> it <no>. is terrifying <laughs> and incredible. Children love it. It's fucking freaky as hell. <laughs> his uh, his mother, my friend, is very, very grateful. She was so happy I brought that into their home. That I'm sure. Human bird. I was just going to say, sure. ooh. I think you mean your former friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we get more demoralization in the woods until Van finally sees the lake. 
the cranberries dreams kicks in mm. uh and honestly the further away we get from the cranberries obviously dolores r.i.p uh died but man i'm with elton and clueless like that cd is amazing if i left it on the quad i too would have to go and find it <laughs> Regardless of what Wallace Shawn said. Banger after banger after banger. Unbelievable. Van pulls off her clothes, gets into the lake. She's wearing boxer briefs. Very gay. <laughs> so gay. I've been tracking the gayness. Um, I know we have some some other queer folks who are going to be on the podcast soon, and I'm very excited to be like, okay. <laughs> Everybody is frolicking in the water. Okay. Mari? I have some hmm. thoughts about this. First of oh, all. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Is this because you're Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. I don't think it is. I think it's because. Uh, okay, so I understand that there are also boys in this group, but mm-hmm. you can replace all your other items of clothing. You can't replace a fucking bra. You're stuck in the woods. You like you treat your bras like they're gold, and they're just swimming in this unknown water. I would have like absolutely not worn my one good bra into this fucking water. But you don't know that as a teen, do you? Did you? If you like- have big tits, you do. Okay. If you have okay. big tits, you, I mean, that's my, that is my personal thinking. I yeah. would never, I would never risk a bra in a situation. I would because the idea of a boy seeing my boobs. Okay. In a non okay. like sexual okay. situation okay. would have really upset me at that age. Okay. It sometimes really upsets me now. That is true. That <laughs> is very upsetting. To think yeah, but I also don't know how much I was thinking about it. That was in those terms. That was my immediate thought. That was my. Also, they're all they've got to be wearing like Victoria's Secret and like Cassie. Oh, you know, it's not like they're wearing like high end. Okay. Look, I, I also would again to be the inveterate thing ruiner that I am. I'm pretty sure that all of them in their contracts but like i won't show titty. oh that's that is that is yeah. a good okay that is a good point so that yeah, was number one true. number two is it is shot like a beer commercial it's just like a slow-mo <laughs> refreshing <laughs> water oh uh to the cranberries it turns which, out, you know yeah this this particular lake is just Coors Light, <laughs> and that's why they're all so happy yeah. i don't know i the speed i know they're teens but the speed at which they do things i find unnerving like check the water just like see if it's fat like you know what i mean look to see if there's any dead animals around this could be poison they do the same thing when they run up to the cow they just like run so fast they run it i'm like just take a minute just like take a breath look around stop look listen it's like crossing the street you want to make sure nothing bad is gonna happen I mean, Misty takes the water bottle. At just people are like splashing with their gross, like three or four day, like bloody plane crash Ugh. skin Ugh. right near there. And she scoops the water into the water bottle. Ugh. And I'm like, ew, are they just going to, can you drink this water? Thank like, we you. don't even know. Thank you. Yeah, Do you need to boil gross. it? I don't know. They, and they probably. don't either. Yeah. Probably. You know, be that as it may. Uh, <laughs> in 2021 so clearly at least a couple people survived misty's fiat of course she has a fiat of course she has a fiat it's just every piece (laughs) of her it's just perfect so they pull into a super derelict looking house uh there's no answer at the door and misty's just like ah let's go into town let's get some wings and then natalie's just like like, boom let's let's make a day of it Uh, they go in and Misty starts spouting off a whole bunch of like citizen detective stuff about people who live alone. And then Nat interrupts the true crime podcast that no one is recording. <laughs> to be like, why do 
go outside and look at the trash. Okay, but can we also just take a moment to say that the antiques in that home are beautiful. All of the wood paneling. Also, that is definitely the same house that they used in The Leftovers. You know, that's all I want to say. It's got the same fucking wallpaper. It's the same kind of like slightly derelict, but also beautiful. It's the same house. The one, the one with the one Patty. That they move into in the third season. Oh, it's really? not the same. It just looks the same to me. It's got like that's. Oh, um, okay. No, no I'm no, like, no. oh my no, god, no. Robin. Really? No, 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 no. I mean, it, like, it just it looks. It has exactly the same vibe. It looks like it's gonna flood, but it's got this beautiful period detail. I don't know. Hmm. If you gave me that house, I would make an incredible B and B. I know you would. I know you would. And we've also learned that I'm so gullible. <laughs> <laughs> I will believe anything anybody says. <laughs> I will use this against you at some later date. <laughs> I know I you will, but. You told me about ringettes. So. <laughs> Kelly, I, I wasn't lying. It's true. Ringette is real. Ringette is real. Actually, the thing I was trying to think of was when you said improv was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you throw that back into her face? Oh. <laughs> it was only a matter of time, and I'm honestly shocked that it happened in the same <laughs> podcast we're recording right now. <laughs> there is a, a bottle of alcohol on the table in the kitchen here, and that's kind of going through things and smelling Travis's shirt, finding a Polaroid of the two of them. And then she sees a, a vision of him in the mirror. He's not actually there. He was hot. I'm really honestly sad yeah. that we don't get more of him in this series because woof. Total smoke show. Smoke show. Another babe in 1996, Coach Ugh. Ben. Oh, poor, poor Coach Ben. Missy, Ugh. this is where she's trying to, she squirts Ugh. him without his consent. Ugh. She doesn't, she doesn't get consent for anything she does, including, no. including cauterize his poor leg. She just, yeah. she oh, chops it God. off without consent. She cauterizes it without consent. She is just all over that shit. Oh, Thaisa is uh, helping Akila out with her hair, which is a nice minute for, I think, they're at least the only two named black female characters on the show in the woods. So it's like, okay, like, you're helping each other out. Akila says that if that girl squirted water on my hair, Coach wouldn't be the only one missing a limb. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. We love you, Mm -hmm. Akila. Mm -hmm. She also outs Thaisa for not being that much of a bitch, which... <laughs> that I felt that. Um, <laughs> and then Jackie's talking with Mari on, you know, the luxurious shores of this Canadian lake. And Mari is like, oh, you know, like now that we've been in the woods and like now that we've bonded, we should totally like move our lockers together. And Jackie's actually not that into it until she sees that Shauna's watching her. And then like her body language changes. And it's just like, wow. It is mean okay. girl bullshit. Also, why she she looks like she's wearing a bikini. She looks like she brought a bikini. I don't know if that's just like a matching bra and underwear set, but it looks like a bikini. I I think she feels like a matching set. Okay, yes, of course. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a matching (laughs) set of underwear, let alone in high school. I could never fit these titties into it. um, I. (laughs) I I haven't do (laughs) queen. Good. Uh, you know, I might treat myself to some. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little something I do for myself. Oh, I love that. I love I it. Love that. So back at uh, Travis's house of sadness. <laughs> Misty finds his pay stub from Willowbrook Ranch. And she goes on a rant where she's mocking his income. Natalie points out that the, the bottle of alcohol on the table costs $200. And Misty's like, uh, like, well... 
I don't know how he could afford that on his salary. And it's like, well, if he's an alcoholic, that's what he's going to spend his money on, Misty. I thought you were a healthcare professional. Also, you know what? Poor people eat vegetables, too. Stop being such a classist bitch, Misty. She literally can't. Mm. Well, you know, she thinks that's part of being an adult human female, and she's not wrong. So, so wait, is this like the sort of comedic version of Under the Skin? <laughs> I will act like a woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only reason... I feel like... I just got incepted. <laughs> Listen, I was talking about that movie last night. It didn't just come to me. I want to say Scarlett Johansson, icon, icon in that role. We could also talk about that movie on this podcast if we keep I it going. Like, like I don't know. I don't know. I've never had less of a plan for a podcast. So who knows what, <laughs> what the future holds. I'm literally just trying to do anything that allows me to keep saying I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I say it without doing it, anything. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I removed it from my bio I sent you because I felt like a fraud. Oh. Oh I was like, God. I'm not going to include it. I mean, I was going to say, her... say a comic on hiatus, but I was like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. start again once I don't think I'm going to die. I mean, I don't, th- you know. <laughs> I just had this vision of us in, you know, a later stage of dystopia than we're currently in. Oh, and well, like, I'm still a comic, guys. You know, still traveling. It's been 17 years. <laughs> Like that and just like giving our credits to like the band we're hoping to join. Where we're like, well, I don't really have any skills. Station 11. (laughs) Ooh, that show broke my heart and we don't have time to get into it. Um, That's a bonus episode for the Patreon. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. The Canadian state trooper comes in. Yeah. He, like, again, this feels very excessive for a very chill B&E. Like, they're clearly not armed. It's weird. Kelly, Kelly, you don't know that that guy, you don't know that guy was a former member of the LAPD. That's just what you do. (laughs) Come in, guns blazing. Move to New Hampshire and shoot people? Shoot first. Ask questions later. Uh, Yes, sorry. ACAB, including (laughs) former goth freak Kevin Tan. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, Kevin Tan. Uh, This is not some copaganda over here. No. Yeah. At the at the hotel, Shauna, this is the romantic improv scene. She is trying to get access <laughs> to the room that Jeff is in. She's already made the assumption that the room is under his name. Dumb. Uh, she's impersonating a homeland security officer. And like the woman at the desk is not having it. She's just like, yeah, if you're not on the reservation, I cannot give you any information. And uh, who should come up and play along but Adam, the young scruffy hotman that she rear-ended and kind of, you know, put off because he wanted to have dinner with her. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He says that this hotel makes a classic martini. Every martini is classic. Martinis are classic. It's a classic drink. Is he being sarcastic? No, he's being a dodo head. You could go into any bar, literally any bar, and they'll make you a martini because you could just put vodka and call it a martini like yeah mm-hmm. you you could put some vermouth in it too but like come on come on dude he doesn't even say it's like is it onions or olives yeah. dude what is your fucking damage again this is um one of the minor details about misty that is so distressing to me is her almond shaped manicure <laughs> <laughs> the fact that adam says this just like sends my hackles <laughs> up i'm like what are you I'm like, are you an amateur drinker? What are you talking about? 
And he, and he apparently he wants to pay like eighteen dollars for it because he's coming to a hotel bar. But he's an so artist like, with what? no money. Yeah, this all makes so much sense. You know, though, actually, actually, though, body work is very expensive. That's his side job. He works in an auto shop. Like that, actually, you make money. Yeah. I just want to say that's a very lucrative job. <laughs> you said body work, and I was like, he is not a massage therapist. <laughs> I thought you meant like hot body. I thought you meant like Reiki. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, San Francisco. Ah, <laughs> oh, I finally made it. <laughs> My people. Back in New Hampshire, Misty is so excited. That they have been put in the slammer. Oh my god. It smells just like she thought it would. She's excited because she thinks the overzealous Canadian cop thinks they're hookers. <laughs> this is the moment that Natalie chooses, for whatever reason, to confront her about stealing the battery cable from her car. And it's this beautiful moment of just completely demented vulnerability from Christina Ricci, where she's like, well, I didn't think you would let me come and I wanted to come with you. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more like protest. I was I was expecting to pretend that she didn't, and uh, it was it was a fun it was a fun choice. Her whole house of cards is predicated on just nobody like digging yeah, at all, not caring to know what's mm-hmm. real about her mm-hmm. or whatever or like what she's up to. I love that about both these characters. They're kind of both like no bullshit once they're called on it, or like it, mm-hmm. it felt weird this whole episode their energy because it's like wait they're both very honest and people but they're both Mm -hmm. hiding something but then they call each other out and then it's open and it's just like okay this is very this has been very weird this relationship reminds me a lot and this is a pam i don't mean that you're a sociopath (laughs) the dynamic the dynamic is so much like me and my high school best friend (laughs) where i thought you were gonna make an office reference (laughs) me too Oh, God, no. I have an actual best friend from high school named Pam. Pam. Shout out to Pam. But it's just like we're like Natalie is kind of like dark and complicated. Misty is just like living her best life. Which one are you? I'm Nat. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, Pam. Got it. Okay. No, no, no. That's okay. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, like... I uh, it's it's uh, I feel like now I have to write a book to justify this comparison. <laughs> I'm like no, but it's really fine. <laughs> but I was honestly I was just excited that this is more our dynamic than like teen uh Jackie and yeah. Shauna. I was like this is healthier dynamic Absolutely. than that. I think so. Absolutely. Nat goes off to make her one phone call and uh apparently her last name is Skatorsho. I missed that the first time I watched this episode, so she corrects the Canadian cop for mispronouncing it. She calls Thaisa, who is doing extremely healthy cyber stalking of her political opponent's <sighs> daughter, who looks fine, honestly. She looks great. I'm like, you would never know that she's a junkie. We find out that Thaisa paid for Nat's rehab. So that explains why Nat was at this fancy mm. rehab. But it does not explain why she has a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that she got a settlement mm. for the plane mm. crash. Um, due to some mm. screenshots people took a future episodes. Mm. So we think she had this windfall and now she's, you mm. know, she bought a Porsche because that's what you do how, when you're a young dumb how person. smart. Cars <laughs> never depreciate. <laughs> Maybe she got it used. Mm. That car was that car was Doubtful. pretty mint. It had been in that storage, yeah. storage unit for a while and it still ran perfectly, by the way. Uh. <laughs> Thaisa is very pissed that Nat is going after Travis again and basically... 
you know, she's very unkind about Travis. She is not going to bail Nat out because she's already kind of dealing with all of this unwanted attention about her cannibal past. And uh, Nat is so desperate in this scene and it makes me so sad. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. I really enjoyed it. She taps into the, the same vulnerability that we see in Sophie Thatcher, who plays the young Natalie. And it is just, it's brutal. It is just like, she is just this wound that cannot heal. I don't have anything else to say. It's just, it's, no no it's just sad it's just sad and like that is that is a great color on her that kind of because you see you see the facade drop in this moment and what is actually kind of underneath it and what drives a lot of the other behaviors Mm -hmm. which you know you don't get with a misty for example (laughs) you know you're just like oh you bitch you're psycho oh you're psycho Uh, yes misty Um, was born this way (laughs) (laughs) she was made this way we don't know if she was born or not She's a little, oh, there you go. I was going to say, she's a little monster. I was going to say, whether she was born or she hatched, they were like, how does she already have a perm? <laughs> it's been written into her code. <laughs> no. Bad perm. So back at the lake in 1996, uh, Tyson, Van, lock eyes. Van's playing chicken with some of the other girls in the lake. Uh, it's a very gay look. Very gay. i'm like "Uh oh you love each other yeah lottie in the water spots something glinting Mm. off in the distance we know she's run out of medicine we know they don't know which is dramatic irony (laughs) they all take off to check it out again absolutely no planning no foresight they're like let's go and uh that cabin is actually in worse shape than travis's house which is pretty impressive (laughs) Lottie is the one who spotted it, but she just stands outside skittishly while everybody else goes inside and they they look for things they can use. Jackie finds a can of food and opens it, which Thais is like yelling at her like, it's not your personal buffet. Yeah. Which I don't think she was necessarily going to eat it all, but they're mad at it. They're, no, in, they're in a fight. She would care. Yeah. She would care. They're mad. It is rancid, so it does not really matter at all. Yeah. This somehow leads to Jackie being like, we should have stayed in the plane, which is irrational, but I understand where she's coming from. You want to blame something or someone for the situation you're in. Yes. Mari is not a fan of that. So I guess the bonding just was not enough. And uh, she storms out and then sits on the porch crying and scratching her poison ivy. <laughs> I feel like poison ivy. This is, this is the most relatable Jackie is going to be for the rest of the series. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> van again van is like low-key my favorite character like i love her she finds a huge stack of porn <laughs> she's the fun one she she's is totally fun the she's fun a great one. time mm. she feels fun and normal out yes. of everything yes. like like she's like in the middle where some people are still being petty some people are really like having a hard time she's kind of right in the line i mean maybe you know almost being burned alive really changes you yeah <laughs> You let you you don't sweat the small stuff anymore. <laughs> so they're they're all looking through this contraband porn and asking Travis if guys really jerk off to this. And Travis has one of my favorite lines. It was good. He says that. Uh, nah, we hate that shit. You know, you can't even tell what your favorite book is. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. So good. Uh, and he storms out with one of the magazines and he won't let Mm. javi look at it he makes him spit out the gum and he gets him in a headlock and he's just like screaming at him like their dad is a dick and he's fucking dead 
Uh, Nat sees this from the porch and you can just see her think, I can save him. I can save him. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, in 2021, uh, Nat won't tell Misty who she called. Yeah. Why? She says she called somebody she thought was a friend, but she guesses she was wrong. And then Misty goes off to make her call. And Nat lashes out like this. Anytime she has a moment of vulnerability, she has to immediately attack somebody. So Misty's going off and she's like, who are you calling? Your bird. And Misty does like a fake laugh and says Caligula hasn't learned to use the phone yet. Uh, it's so it's, good it's the best comeback of all it's time it's too good very it's funny too good it's such a condescending laugh too it's like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it feels like she she perfected that by like watching disney villains <laughs> <laughs> and uh back at hotel martini <laughs> adam is talking to sean about his dumb little art projects Oh my god. I love that he's a conceptual artist. Of course he is. <laughs> Until he moves back home and can take on some more figurative stuff. Yeah, and he's like really leaning into this like free spirit stuff and acting like it's I know that it is more affordable to live in New Jersey than it is to live in New York City, but I'm like, shut the fuck up, idiot. Like, where like are you living with your parents? <laughs> what is going on with you? Shauna keeps kind of looking for Jeff and then they quote Kurt Vonnegut to each other. So I guess now Adam oh. does know what Shauna's favorite book is if he wants to jerk off to her Ooh. later. Um his is Mother Night and hers is Slaughterhouse Five, BT dubs. Mm. Very nice. I did not get them. Now do have you talked about Adam's earring yet? No. Oh no. God. Please let loose. It's upsetting. It is so wrong. It is so teeny tiny. It's a teeny tiny pirate earring. So he's like half a pirate. Also, that beard makes him half a pirate. He is a wannabe Jack Sparrow. <gasps> I don't. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I still think he saw it would totally bang him. Like, I'm not saying, he's you know. Half jack sparrow half conceptual artist which is terrible that's like the worst combo that you could be you know what that combo is johnny depp (laughs) which in this show that's so rooted in the 90s aesthetic i mean who was hotter than johnny depp no one he had his Mm -hmm. moment he was he was uh he was all over the place he says that she's beautiful when she's honest uh because he asks her why why are you here i know when she's not improving. Choke on your She's beautiful when she's not improving. Choke on your earring. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Robin, I am never not gonna be upset with you. <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> so it is it'll be your cross to bear. And this is he the sorry, this is notable. He he says he likes their book club. And uh Shauna says mm. she's there confirming a suspicion and she freely admits that it will not make her happy if she confirms it, which okay, like yeah, she is being honest, but also this whole thing is so fucked up. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. I love it. She sees Jeff walking out with a blonde bob. That's just her only defining feature. She has a blonde bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then she asks why he's there, and he's like, Oh, I was just getting a drink, but I'm starting to think something else is going on i don't ask where or why i just go i listened to a bob dylan album once shut the fuck up adam (laughs) (laughs) there are more gifts of adam than any other part of yellow jackets seriously it is so distressing to me i i know that this guy i can't remember 
I love Adam. I just okay, want to, I just want is, you both to know. Fine, I love but Adam. I'm like, he shouldn't Adam. be the star of all of the gifts. No. There's plenty of other people on this not. show who are hot. But okay. it's also like, he doesn't do anything that's wacky. I want to see, like, I want gifts to be of, like, defining moments or, like, Shauna's crazy facial expressions. Or, or Misty you know, like saying they're... Caligula hasn't learned to use the phone yet. Yeah. Or Misty just, like, putting water over mm-hmm. over the coach's head. You know, like, yeah. just those weird and moments. And they're all, it's all, like, of him when she rear-ends his truck. Like, not even a defining moment for mm. Adam as a character. Mm-hmm. But I am so suspicious of him. Like y'all love him, but I don't. I, I I've been sus- oh, suspicious yeah. from the beginning, and I'm just like, what is? Tell he me doing? about your suspicions, Nicole. What are your suspicions? Okay, well, I think he's like some sort of grifter. Want like maybe wants to blackmail her. It felt it felt like the rear ending thing was a setup of some kind. Like just and interesting, ha- and how familiar he acted with her. So I just didn't like it. And now he he like knows she's married. He's like very he's pursuing her pretty strongly. And it just everything about it in I also she's just kind of like in a low place, you know, and is really open to that attention and he's like knows it. I don't know. That's the vibe that I get. No, I think that's look, I think that's all legit. There are a lot of yeah. theories about Adam, one of which is that he does not exist. So that he's a that really? he's a figment of Shauna's imagination. Yeah. Whoa. You don't see him ever interacting with anybody else uh up to this oh. point. Whoa. What if there's no car place? I don't know. What if she took her car nowhere? <laughs> Just to, like a lot, an empty lot. It's not even scratched. It's not even messed up. I mean, it would explain why Jeff didn't recognize her minivan when she was trailing him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, is that Shauna? No, Shauna's car is fucked up. She told me. Yeah. Oh Interesting. <laughs> In New Hampshire, Misty has called Kevin Tan, the hot Canadian, and she mm-hmm. has been texting him while impersonating Nat, which wild. Just just what a betrayal. The what a betrayal. way oh though that she says it, it's clear that she thinks she's doing Natalie a favor. Yeah. I don't think she even actually wants him for herself, although she she is I don't think she's that capable of impersonating Natalie, but it's like she's like, Oh, he's really into you. And it's like, Oh, this is you being a Yenta. <laughs> she's like patting herself on the back too she's like he's really into but you. i mean it does appear you know i don't know how police favors work across state lines but <laughs> apparently he called in one and was like hey can you release these two weirdos oh my god <laughs> i mean cops are all dirty mm-hmm. we know cops are all mm-hmm. dirty none of this shit matters they, yeah. they all have their all have their police unions. They talk to he was each like, other. like, I promise they're not hookers. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, have you seen that girl's perm? <laughs> Her almond-shaped nails, though. <laughs> so back at the lake. I'm sorry. They're back at the cabin. Uh, the flies are buzzing around Coach Scott's stump, and it is disgusting. Shauna brings Jackie an apology blanket and says that her only motivation is survival. She's really scared. She needs her best friend. They hug. I miss hugs. I miss hugs. I really miss hugs. Um, But I feel like you can't go on a dating app right now and be like, I just need a hug. Like Kelly, you just need to go on different apps. I don't think that's true. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, if there's, there must be an app called Cuddle Party. Ooh, I feel like you that obsessed me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want that hug, but the hug yeah, is there. That's true. I know it's oh, available. God. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's circle back on that offline. <laughs> So Jackie tells Shauna that the worst is behind them because she clearly has not seen the cold open. <laughs> uh, poor coach falls off of the the porch where he's sitting, shooing the flies away. And he he's just, you know, he's finally uh, at anger. Um, I think he skipped the first couple petties uh, as an adult. Mm. And he is, like, screaming about that and, like, screaming, like, fuck you, like, at the universe. Misty comes over and he slaps her. I was like, no. Good. She needs yeah. to be slapped. But Misty, again, no. no social cues. She goes back and holds him and is just, like, shushing him. I don't want that hug. I definitely don't want that hug. And I feel like on an app called mm. Cuddle Party, there's a lot of that hug. That's the hug That's you're going to get. That's the hug you're going to get. Yeah. The codependent hug. I mean, out of everyone in that on that entire team, she is the last person that he should have slapped because she loved it. She was like, oh, oh no. my loin. Oh, no. I have a tingle. And she was just like, yeah, I'm into this. And then it's it just sets her off. You know what I mean? I think it's like a power game, too. She's like, yeah. oh, you responded to me. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. you're in yeah he is god and i just i feel for him so much because he has to process this in front of these children oh, yeah. and he's saying i can't just be like this now why couldn't i have died and oh wow that's a lot it's a lot it's a lot and misty it's real it's real it's real it's real but misty's still such a creep she's such a creep Oh, she's so, and like her little smile when he just kind of mm-hmm. collapses into her hug. Mm, me, 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 me. She's just like real, real villain and for shit. For the rest of this episode, we will be riding the creepy train to Spoopy Town. <laughs> <laughs> creep, creep. We go back to baby Thaisa singing with her Nana. Very sweet scene. Nana suddenly wigs out because she is screaming at a mirror. Uh, to get away from her and baby Thais is like who is that is that an angel because Nana has talked about going back to be with God and the angels and she's like no it's that man with no eyes and then we see the man ah! he looks like Michael Jackson it's very <laughs> <laughs> and Nana sees him but Thais also sees him yeah so mm. if you remember earlier in the episode she kind of sees something in the woods and then brushes it off <sighs> That mm, shot of the woods, I think, tracks back to something in the credits where it's that shot, but the man with no eyes is in the <gasps> shot. What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. what? Honestly, just describing it to you, I have chills. I have, I got I have chills. chills. So yeah, scary. I've, oh my gosh. What? It is horrifying. And Nana's like, don't take my eyes. Like, this is this is a guy looking for eyes. Not dissimilar to one of my favorite villains from uh the sandman comic series the corinthian just want to shout out to all my pastel goth geeks out there you know what's up oh yeah uh it is horrifying i just i was not expecting that at all and then um from one haunted child to the next thaisa goes into sammy's room and asks if asks if he's going to be mad at her forever and she says that when people do bad things they should get punished don't you think which is a sentiment we hear throughout the series 
from the yellow jackets who survive, which I think is so interesting. Mm. Oh, no. We hear it said many, many times, they are not a forgiving bunch. <gasps> and Sammy asks why people don't like Taisa. Bold move mm-hmm. from a child. She says that she's different from what people expect and that scares them. Sammy says he knows she isn't the bad one. The bad what? The chills, bad what, Sammy? Chills again. So upsetting. Chills again. Chills again. Chills again. Oh my um, God. It's interesting here because she's lit. It's not as extreme, but if you've watched the Adams Family movies, she's lit on her eyes the way that they light Morticia Adams. Oh, uh, which I think is really interesting given the fact that this is such an eye episode. Oh, yes. That's, I didn't notice that. But the other thing that is interesting too in this scene is Sammy is more like approachable and more mm-hmm. like it feels like something switched within him mm-hmm. i don't know what that means but it feels there's different. something here that i got a taste of in the previous episode where it's like he's talking to her about the bad one as if she should know what he's talking about which makes it even more scary to me it's like he's living in this reality as a child it's like i don't see any reason for him to lie like something is going on here no. yeah yeah. Oh no, this is some spooky mm-hmm. ass shit. Yeah. It does this is feel like something's going something is very, very bad. Something yeah. is very wrong. So she asks him if someone else is the bad one, and he just says goodnight and won't answer her. And she leaves then, <laughs> goes immediately to her phone and tells Phil Bathurst where to get off. It's an interesting and weird reaction because there's no I don't know. Sammy's problems began before a kid called her a cannonball. You know what I'm saying? Like she's <laughs> she's interpreting all of the wrong messages from this. Yeah. And is this is this the high road or low road or like a no road? What what is this? Cuz it's like I think she feels like she's right in the middle of the road because She's not going straight to press. She's like, oh, your daughter will be above the fold on every paper. I'm like, no, she won't. He's running for state senate. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Also, there aren't any local papers. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But she's like, oh, I'm going to warn him and not just do it, but I am going to make the threat. So I think she feels Mm -hmm. like she's honoring her own more ruthless side while still adhering to the letter of the law of what Simone wants her to do. Well, and also once you warn someone, you're not going to warn them twice. Mm. But if they've been warned and they and they continue, well, yeah. that's when you have to act. Yeah. In 1996, Lottie has a warning for Thaisa and everybody else. She's just out on the porch. And Thaisa's like, hey, why are you out on the porch? And Lottie says she has a bad feeling. And Thaisa reacts kind of disproportionately and is like, I don't believe in that shit and neither do you. Okay. So obviously, you know, we've got, she's got her own spooky shit going on, but also like, I've got a bad feeling. Yeah. You're trapped in the woods. This whole situation is full of bad feelings. (laughs) Going inside or outside is not where the bad feelings start. Have you met Missy? (laughs) (laughs) We're full of bad feelings here in this group. We had a bad feeling before we even got on the plane. It's just Misty. (laughs) (laughs) is misty satan yes wow i guess that explains how they booked satan's girls choir for all the background music in this show (laughs) okay uh back in the present day shauna has decided to bang adam because i mean 
she does have a history of banging the wrong guy. Yeah. What what we know about her is like Ooh, maybe you shouldn't bang that guy. And then she's like, wait, so but but she, but he's so she's only banged the wrong guy twice, and they've both been the wrong guy. She's only banged yeah. two men that we know of. Adam's her second. Maybe maybe not. I don't I'm know. Just I'm just it's wondering. been a long time. You I'm know, it's been twenty five years. It may not be the first yeah, time that I'm she's cheated on Jeff, but we don't have that information. Mm. No, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to find out more. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to try to describe this next scene the way that it plays out. I'm sorry. I can't do it justice. <laughs> because it intercuts between all three of the timelines. We see baby Thais at her grandmother's funeral, unattended, wandering yeah. up to the casket mm. and pulling up her eyelid to see that her eyes have been replaced, which is common practice for uh, funerals. But obviously, you're a baby. That's not yeah. You don't know and this. You <laughs> saw a man with no eyes in the mirror, so who knows? Um, adult Taisa wakes up on the couch and she like she seems unsettled. She goes into the basement and finds Sammy's doll Manny, which has been hidden on punishment. Still, uh, Manny has been ripped apart. I guess one too many Jeff Dunham jokes out of his. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? Someone's got to be punished and the dummy's going to get it. <laughs> so she steps on an eye, one of his eyes. And it's one of the ones that like blink. So it's like blinking at her yeah. in her hands. And then scariest of all, even though like, you know, this is coming. It's so obvious. Thaisa wakes up in the middle of the night, goes into the, the cabin's pantry, which has a ladder up to an attic, goes up there, finds Lottie crouched in a corner saying, I told you. Taisa turns around and there is a completely like stripped skeleton holding a gun and the symbol from the trees is carved into the floor. Unclear if Taisa sees that, but it is there. It is definitely there. Yeah, it is so scary. This was, I think, the first episode that made me have a hard time going to sleep. <laughs> and, and simultaneously she's finding the doll mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. she's finding the doll mm. she's seeing that her grandmother has no eyes she's seeing yeah. this dead man who also has no eyes coincidentally coincidentally and the doll has been mutilated and there's a cardboard box down there that has also been ripped apart Ooh. so it's like okay does this have something to do with the lady in the tree the bad one like what is going on here we know it's yeah. not misty in this case <laughs> well because yeah, she's well, we in new know. hampshire do we, and she's in new hampshire do we though yeah but could she have a clone an Misty, evil what about phone? caligula did caligula do it <laughs> he can't dial on a phone yet but he can rip he could peck out the eyes of a doll oh my god he can, the eye. He can fly in the window she's got a homing device it's like oh caligula is like if we're going with this disney <laughs> villains comparison like misty is maleficent and he's that raven <gasps> Yes. <laughs> I love it. But it's all through this like demented lens. <laughs> um, question. How come nobody checked the attic during the daytime? I think it may be our old friend Nair to the economy. Everything is good. This show oh, can okay. do no wrong. <laughs> I really I, I just I won't. I won't engage with criticisms of this show. I'm like, this is it. This is the only thing I have left. <laughs> Uh, I'm a real oh, Misty, wow. but for this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so now we are at the final scene. Uh, Misty and Nat pull up to the Willowbrook Ranch, which they, they have deduced is Travis's place of work. Uh, it's raining, mm. and they're investigating everything. And they find him strung up by the neck, hanging from a chain. And Nat collapses before we actually even see that, which I forgot before i wrote this note you know misty kind of comes because she's heard sirens in the distance which she's like the police are coming like a how would you know that who called them did you call them and tip them <gasps> off misty must have mm. but it's like why would they know to come to this pretty deserted looking ranch to see this mm. thing but they hear the they sirens, hear the sirens right? but i mean it could i mean it also could just be kind of like a pavlovian thing where it's like oh i hear sirens maybe they're coming here yeah it is yeah. probably not a great idea for them to be there with a dead body yeah. of the guy whose cabin that they broke into. Yeah. In the car, Natalie says that she knows Travis didn't kill himself. She doesn't explain how she knows that, but she's just adamant. She's like, he did not kill himself. He wouldn't kill himself. And Misty pulls out a little spiral notepad, a very small one. Um, and she did the trick where you uh, kind of trace with a pencil to see the last thing that was written. <laughs> and it says, tell Nat she was right. Nat does not know what she was right about, but she does know that he didn't kill himself. And that is that is the episode. Wow. A lot a happened. Lot, that was very, that was, it, yeah. was, uh, it was real plotty. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of emotional layers. It was taking us in all kinds of journeys. Uh, it does feel like a very important and pivotal episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like the before before they move to the cabin and after they move to the cabin is a real separation in I'm assuming in how they proceed in their uh, in their lost in the woods mm -hmm. time. Yeah, and finding a dead guy, obviously, also finding the dead guy. Yeah. Well, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> dead guy, dead guy, dead guy. Whatever. Oh, I forgot guy. to mention. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, I thought you meant Travis. Oh, oh no 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 okay oops you have to oops. specify attic or barn which dead guy yeah yeah, which yeah. Dead guy? Um, something that literally just came to me he works at the willowbrook ranch which presumably is like a cattle like processing mm -hmm. plant which is interesting given mm -hmm. the fact that we know that they have butchered at least a girl Hmm. Oh, so he is in like the meat pro like do you put that on your resume oh like but, oh i was but, stranded but in the woods no you don't I know. know. It could just be a. It just could just be a dude ranch where they where they ride horses. In New Hampshire. I don't. It know. looks really I industrial mean, for that. Yeah. The. Okay. I mean. Yeah. And uh, I'm look. I'm uh, with you on wanting a better future for Travis. I'm just not sure that it exists. Well, it. Doesn't. I mean, obviously not. His future is cut real short. Yeah, but that would explain why he like was living in the situation he was living in. Like he was, he was just constantly reliving being out in the woods and whatever they had to do to survive out there every day. You know, that's going to take a toll. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Caligula hasn't learned to use a phone yet. <laughs> okay, so I just, I have a couple questions before we get out of here. Who's everybody shipping? What are the relationships that we're really getting behind in this episode? I mean, I do, I do want to know about the Travis Natalie episode. Okay. okay. Or the, their, you know, their relationship. relationship. I do. Yeah. Because, you know, like they're, they, they, I guess, you know, have, TV like, writers, moment. we just call things episodes. <laughs> Discreet uh, little packages of narrative is an episode. Okay. All right. It's an episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very intrigued by that. Um, I do, you know, I just want to know more about Lottie. I want to know. Mm. I want I want her to. 
I want her to have like a little a little bit of an up feel Mm -hmm. like she just gets she just seems like she goes creepy and doesn't have a lot of buoyancy and I just want some something nice like other people get to have some fun she's always just like moping around off her antipsychotics really I really feel like this mentally ill character is kind of one note (laughs) (laughs) you know what Kelly I actually believe that people with mental illness are full people is that so wrong I do do want to be very clear that I the producer and host of this podcast do have mental illnesses. I prefer mental illness to struggles with mental health because I, like yeah. Misty, want to present as a victim. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, look, honestly, look, it's not a struggle with mental health. My mental health wins every time. Like my brain, <laughs> I can't, you know, I've just got to learn to live with it. <laughs> Listen, all our brains are real mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Brains are fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's like if you didn't have sense. a quote unquote struggle with mental health before this pandemic, yeah, you do now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We've had some struggles. One of oh, us. One struggles. of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want more, Lottie. Nicole, what do you what are you wanting more of? Who do you want to um make out? Oh, make out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, I do. I love Van and Thaisa mm-hmm. also. I feel like that's like a moment. I For also, sure. you know, Natalie looks at Travis when they're like, is Travis hot? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I see something. And obviously we know that they get together uh, from mm-hmm. like the future. But in general, I just want to see more current timeline Natalie and Misty. Okay. Like this mm-hmm. is my relationship where I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> They're kind mm-hmm. of like codependent, and I really just want to see what happens. So, you want a midnight run that's just I Natalie know. and Misty? I do. I do think, and weirdly, I think it comes through more with adult Misty, who is a more like fully realized sociopath. Mm. But yes. you see her genuine care for Nat underneath all of these weird manipulative layers i think that in the teens timeline she has a narrative that she's trying to conform to Mm. but like there's there is something that happened to them in the woods i think like there's something about them being paired in this timeline that we haven't gotten a glimpse of in the past Mm. um but yeah and i mean obviously you put christina ricci and juliette lewis in a scene together like are you kidding me oh it's so good i there and I do think because yeah, there's something special that they have together, and I I think maybe you know that is where Natalie does have empathy for everyone. It feels like or is kind of like feeling and sensitive and understanding of everyone's situation that everybody else I don't think will end up having for Misty, mm. and so now they're paired together, and it's like oh yeah, you were the one. You know, Misty can be very vindictive, and it's like you're the can one. Be? Yeah, can is be? is. Can, can be maybe oh, can a be. person maybe you think she's not a person who named their parrot after the most brutal of a lot of brutality in the roman empire you think she yeah. is vindictive uh depends oh. i mean where are you on a scale of one to eating people you know what i mean it's like <laughs> i they all have that in common i'm not gonna they all have yeah. that in common I'm not going to answer that because I think we've already gone too deep on that in this episode. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do feel though. I do have sympathy for Misty. I know it's, I yeah. know it's hard and it's fucked up, but like someone who is so obviously divorced from mm-hmm. reality and yeah. has no way of understanding or interpreting the things around her in a way that makes sense. Like she is just kind of so 
out there. I think the genius yeah. of this show is that even with somebody like Jackie, who is very mm-hmm. clearly being set up as some kind of villain, mm-hmm. you can empathize with every one of at least the named teenagers and totally. recognize yourself in them. I think with Misty, it's that feeling of like, I'm doing everything correctly. How totally. am I not having the experiences that like the culture is saying that I should be having? And well, also the the desire to be liked when you can only be fully mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. There is there is no one else she can be. All, everything that she does comes from a comes from a deep mm-hmm. well. You know, there because if she were <laughs> if she were thinking about it she wouldn't do the shit that she does. Like if she were in a more kind of uh, less psychotic range (laughs) of behaviors, like, you know, she just like, she would just have a voice telling her don't do that, but she doesn't have that filter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like all it, it's all like I want, but I have to, but I have to put up this very strange uh, barrier to people seeing what I actually, like it's a, it's a very kind of complicated emotional negotiation she would go through on a moment-to-moment basis also she's probably not thinking about it at all but like that's a that's a traumatic personality honestly god what a gift (laughs) (laughs) but like you know but like from the the moment from the pilot like obviously she's a crazy bitch but nobody likes Mm -hmm. her and she feels liked for a brief Mm -hmm. minute yeah we all felt like outsiders Mm -hmm. and it's a terrible feeling and knowing people are making fun of you and you know all like it's awful yeah but she's a dumb cunt so (laughs) which cunt stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) so would either of you be bringing any survival skills to the table here Oh no, mm. absolutely not. I am a city mm. child. Canadian, but a city child. <laughs> I hate camping. Mm. Um I do like camping though. Oh, I don't I, I think I'm handy and I am a problem solver, but I <gasps> so but that's about I don't know what that would translate mm-hmm. to in the wilderness. Again, I, mean, I would I would just be bossy. Like I would pull a Thaisa and just like go yeah. off and be like, this is what we're doing. Regardless mm. of whether that was a good idea or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a consensus builder. Mm. So I would definitely try to kind of get everybody on the same page instead mm. of being, I'd be like, Jackie, come on. We want like, <laughs> here's all the things we can do if we go to the lake. You know, it's like a kind of be like, I said, listen, listen, maybe don't be so mean to Jackie. She's just, tr- she's just trying. You know what? She was the queen of the school and now she's just one of us. It's very I think, hard. I think what's <laughs> interesting about this is that they don't actually have that person. I don't think that there's anybody mm. there who's filling that role. That is um, very true. And it's just, it is so interesting because I am so the person who's like, if you don't see why this is the right thing to do, I am not going to explain it to you. I'm a very bad oh tutor. My God. Oh my God. I I mean, there are definitely times where like I decide something and like, that's just the way it is. Like, there's no way you can talk mm-hmm. me out of it. But um, also sometimes I do desperately want to be like, I think we all <laughs> so. do. We all do. We're recording yeah. a podcast, for God's sake. Of course, we oh desperately God. want to be liked. Um, I'm just trying to think if I do have any survival skills. Like, I can't start a fire. I was talking with a friend last night. Do you guys remember The Voyage of the Mimi? It was a no. PBS show starring a young Ben Affleck about oh. a whaling ship that gets stranded on an island. It's a whole multi-part series of educational programming. But the one thing I learned from that is how to distill water. Mm. Oh, if you were trapped. So essentially you would like, you got your water and then you would create like take clear plastic bags or something and like create like a little teepee, 
the water evaporates. <gasps> Uh, it hits the teepee and then it sort of drips down the side and you can capture the clean water to drink. Oh. But they have a lake, so they don't need it. They don't need my one piece of information <laughs> that would allow them not to die. Wow. Wow. Oh. I'm a great cook. I'm a great cook. I could make that jerky taste good. Yeah. That's right. Because you know about cedar. You know about I the, know about cedar. the, the mm-hmm. saps, the different cedar saps. Cedar was your idea. Cedar oh, was okay. you. You, you But you know it. about you it. That. You know about it. I love this. I, I do love, love this pear, you know? <laughs> I will say I have great sense of direction. Mm, that is really useful. Oh. Yeah. It's like an innate, oh, wow. this weird thing I Give have. Give me that compass. Yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even need one, oh, maybe. Wow. I don't know. I, I can barely read a compass. <laughs> I can barely read a compass. I can't remember the number of left turns or right turns I take. I would fucking die. <laughs> so we'll keep you on distilling water. Yeah. Thank and you. cooking. Even if we yes, don't need I, it. I, we're I like, am... just put Robin over there where she can't do any damage. <laughs> Uh, maybe make yeah. some water. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, water makes itself. <laughs> Do we have a favorite moment of 90s nostalgia in this episode? This one's I mean, actually, this one has a lot fewer because so much of what we're doing in yeah. the past is probably like the 80s because Thais is a baby. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess also it makes sense then that, you know, Michael Jackson is the man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is. It didn't feel like a. It didn't feel. It didn't hit a lot of those nostalgia buttons. I think. I mean, for, for me, for me, one. it was the Snackwell's cookies, which we have discussed ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the caboodle. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, cabo- the caboodle, caboodle was the caboodle there we felt. Go. I mean, I loved my caboodle desperately. I kind of yeah, at this was, point, I'm like, I was, should I just get another caboodle just to feel something? Yes, they they're I back. Know. They're back. I think they're on sale again. I mean, it was a it was a very useful little item. It had that candy colored swatch mm-hmm. coloring mm-hmm. that was really prevalent at the time. I mean, Natalie is wearing her, we assume, original pixie That's shirt. True. That's I'm true. like, it's a little, it's a little on the nose, but we'll allow it. That's like your, <laughs> it's like your, it's your style. It's your vibe. We see this. We, we get well, it. And again, compared with the people that we see in, in the present, like she mm-hmm. still is the most like alternative one of them. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's got that plaid mm-hmm. shirt on. Well, yeah. so does uh, Shauna often wears oh, no, a Shauna lot of plaid. Has plaid. Yeah. Shauna has the plaid shirt. That's, a, that's just a runner shirt. through the whole series. It's just, there's a lot of plaid. But I actually don't think that means grunge no, in that no. way. I think it means giving up. Yes. Interesting. Wow, I will be going through my closet after this. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like it's like her mom okay, vibe. Okay. It's like her. I'm a mom who doesn't care to really put okay. myself together. And she's not wearing it in a cool okay. way. Plaid is very like plaid. Can she's be wearing it in an oblivious way. way. Yeah. yeah like she's she, worn it in like and I've had this forever. Oh, this was in my closet. It's very comfortable. It's loose and kind of flowy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she's not super femme. It's like a slightly mm-hmm. butch look for her. Yeah, I think in the in the relationship of her and Jackie, which it's not as to mm. me overtly queer as Ty and Van, but there's some weird longing happening mm. between them. Mm-hmm. Like especially when you see Jackie like performing friendship with Mari. It's yes. like, why do you care so much? Well, and it's also, if you go back to the pilot, you know, there is the very clear dynamic of the popular girl and the not unpopular girl, but the girl who is like a little bit, you know, like the kind of cool, like outsider mm-hmm. girl, you know, I yeah. mean, she's like, is like more like a grunge mm-hmm. type. And she's not kind of, you know, she is more like a riot girl, Liz Fair type. She's not kind of conforming to the same ideas of femininity. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, why... What is the basis of this mm-hmm. friendship? You know, that's the surprising element. Mm-hmm. All right. And before we go, 
the million dollar question. Curious to hear from both of you at this point in the series, who's the antler queen and who's the pit girl? Missy's the antler queen. That's what I feel. Okay, so Misty's definitely not the antler queen, but I'm fascinated to hear oh. how many people have said this because that was my first reaction because we get her reveal in the end of the first episode. She takes off her mask. We we right. see the antler queen in her regalia walking behind her. And like I I was so inundated with information that I was like, "Ah, she's the antler queen." Right, cuz I didn't I have yeah, I didn't go back and watch it again. She so she actually she serves them the meal. Mm. Yeah, so it's definitely not Misty. She's the only person that we definitely know it isn't. <laughs> I love that that was my guy. I was like, no, 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 for sure it's this. <laughs> and you're like, this is the only thing it absolutely is I'm not. Canadian, yes, and me, Kelly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so romantic. <laughs> I think it's Lottie. You think it's Lottie? Mm. Well, based on. No, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you know we we're, we've it's okay. seen Look, more episodes. We know we know that most of the show has already aired, so like, please don't okay. uh, don't feel awkward. Oh, okay. Well, we see later that Lottie instigates killing. I forget who. Oh, Travis, I think. Mm-hmm. And she just gets really like um, visceral and just is like this really. And I I remembered it. Her. I haven't rewatched that one, but I think it's her potentially. Hmm. Because she's kind of starting to, you know, in this episode, it feels like Thais is kind of coming out as the leader of the group. But then as Lottie kind of gets more in her head, I think she's really, her powers are like coming out and she's really commanding everyone. And mm. we'll see. At this point, I feel like my instincts were leading me more toward um, Shauna and Thaisa. Like they both, mm. they both are natural leaders in their own way. Um, yeah, and they both. I mean, they both survived, so they at least made it to that point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, and I feel like depending on who the antler queen is, kind of dictates who is the girl in the pit. I I feel like it's Mari, just because it looks in the pit. Or in the, the antler pit. queen, we oh. it's it's a white presenting girl with like long dark hair. I'm not sure the show is done with Jackie. I don't know that we'll find out who it is by the end of this first season, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't think so. But it it feels like, I don't know. It's, it's, I go back and forth because it's like, we see that heart necklace, but then it's like, is it a trick? Is it, I say this every episode, but I'm like, here's what I'm thinking three hours later. Um, <laughs> but is it a trick? I don't know. But I, I change my mind all the time. Yeah. Mm. It could be anything. It could be anyone. It could be Manny. I <laughs> 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 haven't seen that theory. Read it. Interesting. Because I've only watched up to episode six. Okay. Which is where Lottie does go on that journey Mm -hmm. and is baptized. Ah, her uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet candles journey. (laughs) 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 Which I now regret not saving for that episode. But oh well. I mean, you can cut it out now. but... I don't know. It was, you know, it was, it was I improved it. It was good. Oh, so romantic. You know what? It's so romantic. Uh, on that note, with our shared love language, Del Close, <laughs> I know you're listening. Uh, thank you both so much for being here. If folks want more from you, uh, where can they find that so you can continue calling yourself a comedian? <laughs> well, they they can find. I mean, listen, I am on Twitter, and I have Twitter accounts and Instagram and Instagram, and I don't post on either. So uh, you can follow me if you want at Robin R O B Y N something. 
but uh, I'm I'm not I, I'm a lurker. Okay, I'm not a poster. I'm trying to control my dopamine mm, hits. What I'm hearing is you don't need their fucking approval. I admire that. Thank you for translating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I have I have Instagram and I have uh, Twitter. I never go on Twitter. I occasionally go on Instagram at nmackie. Uh, look, it's been a blessing for my mental health to not be on social media right now. Which is great. You don't have to be. Mm. You can also follow at DTFU podcast. That's dude, that's fucked up podcast. You can find <laughs> it on all in all the podcast places. There's a weekly episode every Wednesday. I, I truly so. wasn't trying to social media shame anybody. I just I really want people to be able to find your work. So <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. check it out. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. And uh, looking forward to seeing much of our suspicions gets confirmed. I'm excited. I mean, Me listen, too. I know I know I was wrong about the antler queen, so can't wait to see who was right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review Blood Hive wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to recommend us to your BFFs and frenemies however you can. Subscribe to Kelly Anakin's hilarious Patreon or make a one-time donation to Kelly-Anakin on Venmo to help us keep the content coming. Send a voice message to bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to hear your Yellow Jackets hot takes on an upcoming episode. Blood Hive is a production of KA Collaborative. Our theme song is Eat Your Heart Out by Wolves. Special thanks to today's guests, the team at Cosmic Standard, and my own personal judges table. Last but not least, all praise to the Antler Queen. <laughs>